Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. What I recommend to people is how do you begin a new habit? Attach it to a habit you've already got. It is impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And that that was the story of my life. Hey, Rudder Nation. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut and into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and we're going to be joined by the EQ gangster himself, Noble Gibbons. You know, it's been said that the one common trait of all great leaders is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is that ability to be aware and understand your own emotions and the emotions of others. After all, we don't quit our jobs, we quit our leaders, right? Noble helps leadership teams gain awareness of their own emotional wakes and create action plans to improve how they engage with their teams for improved employee retention, increased engagement, and higher performance. So join us as we have a discussion on how emotional maturity and self-awareness will make us better leaders. Here we go. All right. Hey, Noble, how are you doing? Jerry, what's up, homie? It's great to see you, brother. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I finally got the the signature Noble entry into a podcast episode, everybody. Uh, So for those of you watching on YouTube, you just saw it. Uh, For those listening in on everything else, audio, you got to go check out our YouTube channel because then you'll see what Noble just did. Uh, I see him do it on his show. I see him do it on Llama Lounge. I see him do it on everywhere he's been. Uh, So Noble, awesome to have you on here. Uh, Where are you calling in from? Colorado Springs, Colorado. Awesome. Good hiking up there. I'm um, trying to convince yes. my wife to let me go up there. Um, you guys got to come visit. Yeah. So you and I know each other through uh, Lima Charlie Network, and it's a group of podcasters. Most of us are veterans. Uh, some of them are active duty Air Force. We forgive them. And uh, we even have a civilian who we love more than the other guys. So uh, Shay Sparks <laughs> from uh, The Power of Investing in People. Uh, and it's a great group of guys, very supportive. And uh, so, yeah, uh, Noble, you've got one of the shows, EQ Gangster. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always neat. Like I listened to your show and it, it just kind of hit me like one day. I'm like, wait, this guy talks about emotional intelligence like every week, tells his story about how emotional intelligence became a big part of his life. And then I'm like, you know, I, I have a show here that's about helping listeners pull themselves out of their rut, whether it's in their faith, their family life, maybe it's their fitness on either a spiritual, emotional or uh, physical level their personal finances, or just their outlook on future possibility. And, and all these things take some level of emotional intelligence. And what if our rut is because we don't have the self-awareness of how we're bringing ourselves to the table, uh, into relationships, into business, and so on. And I'm like, man, if only I knew somebody who talked about emotional intelligence. And, and then like you popped up on my feet. I'm like, duh, Jerry, you've known Noble for about a year now. Uh Get him on the show. So I'm glad you said yes. You just got back into the country from a mission trip. And so the timing of this interview is perfect. Uh, so thank you. All that to say, thank you for joining us right now. Um, so there you go. That, that pleasure to be here, yeah. man. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it, Jerry. Awesome. Now you also, you did some time in the army. Is that right? I did. That's yeah. exactly so that, right. That's yep. why I like you because army, you know, it's <laughs> that's right. uh, not like Coast Guard or anything, right, Brandon? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I was I was infantry. I was in the 82nd Airborne Division. I went to the Hudson Valley Home for Wayward Children, uh, also <laughs> also known as West Point. And then I went to the Army's Elite Weight Loss Program. I need to go through that again called Ranger School. Yes. And, and, then, and then, One meal a day Air, every day, right? <laughs> and then Airborne School. And then again, I was stationed in the 82nd as an infantry officer in uh, at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Yeah. And, and Ranger School is no joke. Like, And this is coming from a guy who did not go to Ranger School. <laughs> but I've got a lot of friends who went. Um, I got a buddy who um, he was a medic for the Ranger School. So he was like with 4th Ranger Battalion yep, at Fort yep. Benning. And so his job was taking care of the trainees who like fell off of obstacles and stuff. And he invited my family out to see one of the graduations. And I just thought the graduation alone, they make you show off your skills. So you're like on like a hundred foot pole going across a cable and dropping into that pond. I'm like, that's after they've already done the things they had to do to graduate. Like this is just for fun now. They're like tap the ranger tab and fall in the water. I'm like, screw that, man. No. <laughs> And, That's uh, right. You know, I'm convinced the show Survivor was inspired maybe by the <laughs> Rangers because um, you, you got your physical feats you got to go through, right? Right. You got your training, like your skills and tasks you got to pull off and, yeah. and show and demonstrate. But then there's this like social element where you vote each other off the island, right? It's Right. right. Peer reviews. <laughs> yes. <That's right. laughs> and so it's like, who's a good leader here? This guy, this guy, this guy. Well, who's a sucky leader who needs to be out of here? <laughs> That guy. And they all point the guy out. It's like, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you suck at building relationships, you're out. That's uh, right. And, uh, and so how much of that carries over into the work you do today with emotional intelligence? Like, what is emotional intelligence? Like, I, in, in case somebody really doesn't know what that is, let's start there. Sure. Yeah. So emotional intelligence, I'm going to use a couple of different layers of definition. So, so my noble's definition of emotional intelligence is the ability to acknowledge, identify, process and manage your own emotions and the emotions of others. One of the old industry models of emotional intelligence is comprised of four different areas, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and social management. Those are the four I'm familiar with. So I, I like, I was trying to make it an acronym out of the thing you said first, the but all I came up with was APEM. So it's like aim with a P. Aim with a P. So uh, I don't know if I can make that work for you, but I'll try. I'll try. That's great. I love it. I love it. And so that that's essentially what emotional intelligence is. But why is it important? Like, yeah, I mean, other than getting Man, through Jerry. a ranger school. Like, yeah, no, yeah. that's a great, that's a great question. So the reality is, now this is all coming from being emotionally clueless for four decades, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. So I just started my emotional growth journey, my emotional fitness program four years ago. Every day for the past four years, I've been very intentional at emotional fitness programs. So EQ, emotional intelligence, our emotional health, our emotional fitness impacts every single area of our life. And, and and even physiologically, so every single decision that we make in our lives, regardless of the area, regardless of the, the area of life, that kind of thing, every single decision we make goes through the emotion center of our brain before it ever hits the logic center of our brain. Whether or not you're aware of that process happening, yeah. it is happening. So even for my hardcore analytical, logical, you know, process-minded people, even for them, Every decision they make goes through their emotion center of their brain first and then to the logic center of their yeah. brain. So it, 
it literally impacts every single decision we make. Yeah, a guy named Dr. Kahneman got a Nobel Prize in 2012 proving that, that no matter who you are, what you are, uh, if you're human, you will you will process things on an emotional level first, no matter what, then logically. That's right. Yeah. It's, uh, in Crucial Conversations, they call that the lizard brain, right? Yeah, it's that yes. reaction to things. And, and the key is to get – and Malcolm Gladwell talks about it in his book, Blink, that you're making decisions – Within a split se- second, a split of a split second. Yes. And a lot of that is based off of past experiences tied in with emotion. And that emotion is that strong part that gets you to make a decision before you even know the information that is being presented. Um, and so, yeah, if, if what's at risk if you're not aware of that process happening? Oh, man, that's an excellent question. So relationships, f- finances, mm-hmm. fit, I mean – Think about every major area of your life, every big rock in your life, that's at risk, right? My faith, my faith was totally impacted, uh, hindered by my lack of emotional health and emotional intelligence, my marriage, my parenting, my finances, my fitness, my business, everything was was negatively impacted, hindered, limited by my lack of emotional maturity and all my emotional dysfunction. Yeah. Absolutely 100%. How would you say that your faith was impacted by emotional intelligence? Okay, so there is, in fact, I've got it right here. There's a book I I strongly recommend folks check out. For those on YouTube, you can see it. For those on the podcast, it's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Pete Scazzaro. The tagline throat punches me to this day. It is ridiculously powerful and really describes my life in a nutshell prior to my emotional fitness. The tagline of the book is, so again, the title is Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. The tagline is, it is impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. Yeah. And that that was the story of my life. I, Bro, I've got sections of the Bible memorized. I've got I've been to church since I just about popped out of the womb. I've done all the right churchy stuff. Yeah. 100% my faith was self-sabotaged because of my emotional, the emotional window that I viewed God through was from a three-year-old perspective. Right. Yeah. And that's how my emotional health and emotional intelligence impacted and or limited my faith. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to... Say you're mature if you if you know all the scriptures, you go to every church service, but the moment you walk out the church doors, you're cussing out your kids in the car, or you're cussing out somebody in the parking lot because they cut you off trying to get out to go to Cracker Barrel, or um, I don't know why Cracker Barrel, but uh, <laughs> it's just because for my family it was we were going to tacos, we we're getting tacos. Uh, heck yeah, right? Um, I miss Cancun Mexican restaurant by the way, but I'm back. I'm back, everybody. Uh, it's in Corpus Christi. They got this green sauce. Take my word for it. It's awesome. Uh, Bro, I got a, I've got a tattoo of a taco. So listen, <laughs> I'm into tacos. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know you got like a taco emoji I still haven't found on any social media platform, but you have a taco emoji. And I'm like, I, I need a taco emoji. Uh, and, almost, and, yeah. and a YouTube video called just, just if, if you want to learn some deep stuff about life and tacos, just YouTube Nobles Taco Talk. 
nice. and you will you will discover some deep stuff about life you've never known before about tacos. Nice. That will definitely be linked in the show notes. <laughs> very important to include. Um, right up there with the green sauce from Cancun Mexican That's restaurant, right. guys. Uh, yes. So yeah, like, what's the point of like memorizing scripture, or going to every sermon if you're going to judge the next person you come across because uh, they're a teen mother or uh, because they used to do drugs when they were younger or currently doing drugs or they just got a divorce. Like, what's the point if you're going to be judging others um, because of a knee jerk reaction? You've got uh, some deep seated biases even. So, yeah. Well, and here's another another way that it like it 100 percent impacted me as well. So I, I was uh, because of, of my people pleasing addiction that I had for for four decades, I I was a pretty good rule follower, so I would follow all the rules of the Bible. Yeah. And and I was a good Christian, right? Whatever that whatever that is, right? I would follow all the little rules and stuff. And and then all the promises of God, because of my because of the so that now the, the because of the dark side of the people pleasing addiction, well, I mean there's people pleasing addiction is all bad, but the there were some behaviors that would look good to people. But it was all coming from a place of a, a of an addiction of people pleasing. Yeah. But because so the, the the one of the downside behaviors was I I well, there's multiple, but one of them two two of them. One is I always looked for the validation and approval of everyone else around me rather than my identity being in front in the Lord in Christ. I would tell you, oh Jerry, oh no, my identity is the Lord. Oh, you just don't understand how holy and righteous I am. But all my behaviors were trying to get approval and validation from everyone around me. That's number one. Number two is because of my insecurity and my self-hatred and my self-condemnation and my imposter syndrome and all those other dysfunctions, when God would, would give a promise in the Bible, right, all the promises of God, I was not ever able to embrace them and own them and act on them. Because I'm like, oh no, I'm, I've got too much sin and I'm too, God, God's grace is for everybody but me because I'm too sinful. I'm too evil. And, and, and so I was never able to, I mean, think about this, Jerry, how many legit Bible believing believers that, that love Jesus are actually walking in the promises of God and living a victorious life in every area of their life. Well, yeah. a very, very small percentage, right? And and I would argue that some of the reason of that is because of some sort of emotional dysfunction that is impacting their spiritual walk. Mm. Yeah. I was just talking with, in fact, it was the episode that just came out recently with Brian Crum, and he's talking about how... Um, you know, if we look at the power of our words, you know, the, the knots in our lives, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. But if you remove the knots that hold us back or tie us up, uh, now you've got, I am smart enough. I am pretty enough. I am good enough. I am uh, loved enough. Oh, I am loved. You know, it's just like, um, yeah, it's, it's just. Anyway, that's what you got me thinking about just now. And, and, but yeah, there's something emotionally that if we're not aware of it, it's either going to hold us back from those promises or sabotage ourselves. Like, uh, yeah, how many people do we know that gets fired from job after job? Because the moment they get some sort of critique from somebody, anybody, especially their boss, I've got to stand by my principles and tell them where I am on this. And, you know, 
I am not bending whatsoever. Like that's a strong emotional response that says I am right. I will prove I'm right by standing firm and telling my boss he or she is an idiot. And, uh, and in the end, you know, one of you has got to give. And, you know, if you put your boss in the position where it's like, well, now I've got like, team culture stuff to protect. I've got emotional safety to protect in everybody else on the team. This person just acted way out of line. Uh, it's like, I'm sorry, but no, you cannot pick up a chair and threaten to hit anybody with it. You're fired. <laughs> it's like, I know people who get fired from jobs in their thirties and forties, uh, because they have to, they have to have their outbursts. They have to be right. And they, they haven't figured out that there's some deep seated reaction to just a word, a phrase, somebody's name. And so, yeah, I mean, relationships at home are affected. Your, your faith walk with Jesus is affected. Your, your career or your business could be affected. You know, and how many people have lost jobs because of those outbursts they, they weren't aware of being triggered into. So, right. Yeah. That's right. And, and a lot of times it's, it's easier to see a lack of emotional intelligence than it is to see emotional intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so the thing that, 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 that I like to ask people that are not super familiar with the concept of emotional health or emotional intelligence is, have you ever had an experience with, with poor leadership? Oh yeah. Right. And, and 99% of people have probably had some sort of experience with poor leadership. Well, my, my, you know, guesstimate is the vast majority of those poor leadership examples is a reflection of some sort of emotional dysfunction in that person's life. Oh, yes. Yes. And uh, even on the flip side of that coin, like, are all your bosses or supervisors horrible supervisors? And if the answer is yes, that in a sense is a reflection into ourselves. Like, why is it every single boss I work for is horrible? Were they horrible when I did the interview and I was going to that brand new job? No. Oh, but at some point within a year or two, I, I think my boss is the worst thing ever. Well, there's something consistent on my part that's coming to that conclusion. What is that? And how do I get past that? And, and that, but you got to acknowledge it first, right? That's the first step that you talked about. You got to acknowledge that that problem is there so that you can go into the next piece, which is to tackle that problem and, and address what is the appropriate response to this, which I'm kind of jumping ahead because I was going to ask you, what are some practical steps there to recognize where am I right now? Why am I reacting like this? Uh, so then, you know, let's say we do acknowledge our feelings, our emotions, that are being triggered. What do we do next with that? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into Capshow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up just a little bit because most people have to do the first step of awareness. They've got to increase their awareness. Yeah, most people are not aware of how they're feeling. Uh, some are, and some are to a degree. But in terms of high self awareness, I I do executive coaching for a living, so I, I I work with a lot of leaders, big companies, big leaders, 
and and in the military and stuff. And that is probably the number one thing that is lacking in many leaders, in most leaders, I would argue, is self-awareness. And and when you come across a leader who is not self-aware, again, that is a good indicator of, of potentially poor leadership because of the decision-making process, again, without having that self-awareness. So the first thing that I recommend to people is start working on your self-awareness. So how do you do that? There's an app that I that I rec- I use it for myself and I recommend it for my coaching clients. And it's an app called Mood meter the mood meter app and it's not my app i don't get a piece of the juice i have no idea who it is but i use it i use it for all my leaders and it is fire very simple it's cost 99 cents on the app store and it takes literally 15 to 20 seconds to fill out it asks you two questions what are you feeling and what are the causes of that feeling or wh- where did that feeling come from? Why are you feeling that way? And it's, it's literally takes 20, 30 seconds to fill that out. And it's a, it's a really neat app. I, and I love where technology and emotional intelligence can kind of come together and create some, some neat, uh, neat tools and systems. So what I recommend to people is how do you begin a new habit? Attach it to a habit you've already got. A few ways that I recommend leaders begin this new habit of using and filling out this mood meter app a few times, you know, three to five times a week. And if you can, if you can do it a couple times a day too, that's even better because then the other thing too, that's cool about the mood meter app is that it starts to develop a, a data. It creates data on when you filled out this particular motion. And so now it does charts and graphs with, okay, hey, Jerry, it looks like in the mornings, you kind of have a number of unpleasant emotions in the mornings. What's going on? Are you sleeping enough? That You can start to look at trends and patterns and stuff. But what I recommend is when starting a new habit, again, attach it to a habit. So multiple ways to do that. One idea that I give to leaders is we eat typically two to three times a day before you eat Make that a positive trigger before you put something in your mouth. You've got to check in with yourself really quick and fill out that mood meter app. That's one idea to begin that new habit of filling out your mood meter app and just checking in. The second idea that I give to leaders is a lot of leaders have meetings throughout the day before you walk into any meeting. Take 20 seconds, fill out that mood meter app, just check in emotionally so that you don't bring in unwanted emotions into a meeting that could potentially sabotage that 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 meeting. So it's a nice little checkup in your, with yourself before you walk into that meeting. That's another idea. The third idea that I recommend to leaders is, and again, I just have them pick whichever one of those these three options is, fits them the best, is... When you're, as soon as your butt sits, hits the car, right? So if you, if you go into the, to, to a job and your, your butt hits that car after you walk out of the house, uh, you finish breakfast, as soon as your butt hits the car, before you put the key into the ignition, check in with yourself real quick. How are you doing? Or before you get out of your car and walk into your place of, of, of employment, fill that out real quick. Another, and then the other time is as soon as you, you pull into the driveway before, before you walk into the house, check in with yourself real quick. Again, so you don't bring in any unwanted or unnecessary emotional energy that is unpleasant into your home, and now you impact your home environment with any unpleasant nice. you know, emotions. That so this isn't just a log of how I'm feeling right now. This can actually influence a shift in your mood because now you're cognizant of it, and you're like, okay, I don't want to bring that inside. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So it helps to increase both self-awareness and also begins to, as your awareness increases, it can also help begin working on the self-management piece too. Nice. So for anybody out there, if you're thinking, yeah, dollar doesn't buy you much these days because of inflation, this dollar will actually change your life if you get it and apply it and, and, and leverage triggers or habits you already have 
to, to also include this quick little task. I love that. Uh, now, you do trainings and workshops for corporations, companies, businesses. Uh, what does that look like? What does that entail? How, you know, yeah. Talk us yeah. through that. Yeah, great. That's a great question. So, I've got access. I'm, I'm certified in the, it's called Emotional Intelligence 2.0 EQI 2.0 assessment. And it's a scientific psychometric assessment that I call it your emotional before photo. So it gives you a, a snapshot of where you're at in 15 different areas of emotional intelligence. And then based on, on how that leader assesses on their before photo of their emotions, emotional intelligence, then I can build a coaching program. That's kind of the one-on-one. So, but what I'll do for a, a company is for those leaders that want that assessment, then I'll, I'll, I'll have them take, take those assessments. And then I will come at the beginning of the day with those assessments in my hand, and I'll give them the first part of the day, a workshop on how to read the assessment. What does the assessment mean? What are the 15 different areas or subscales of emotional intelligence that this assessment assesses you in? And then the, then once we, you know, then we'll take a little break and then I give everyone their assessment after that break. And of course I, there's a couple of disclaimers that I give them because it's very sobering for a lot of leaders oh, to yeah. receive these assessments, right? Because oh, yeah. a, lo- a lot of them right there, a lot of the folks I work with are senior leaders, right? So they are not, these are not underachievers. These are the majority of the people I work with are high achievers, overachievers. And so they have not sucked in anything for many, many years, <laughs> at least to their understanding yeah, or awareness, yeah. right? And so they get back their EQ assessment, the scientific psychometric assessment, like, Oh, snap. They've got, in many cases, some glaring areas, a lack of emotional intelligence in some of these different 15 different areas that, that can be very sobering. So, And then, of course, I give tools and practical application for how to start growing these different areas of emotional intelligence. Yeah. So that's kind of what a workshop looks like. And then we'll, we'll even go into what is this particular team, right, if it's a team of leaders – what what are some what are some areas of emotional intelligence of those 15 different areas that this team needs to to adopt and use as a team what are the top three areas what are the bottom three areas of emotional intelligence that maybe because of the nature the roles responsibilities of this team they don't need of yeah. those three areas right so that they can focus and focus their time and effort nice and, and what kind of like action plan do they come out with like um I guess what skills do they bring out of that? Knowing who they are, uh, what kind of triggers them, what, um, how it fits in with other folks, like, like what, yeah, what do they do with it on a day to day after they're done with working with you in that session? Yeah, great question. So it again, it depends on which are their top two or three areas of emotional intelligence they have to work on. Let me, I'm going to break these down here and I'm looking at my, my slide here. So if you see me on YouTube looking away, that's what I'm looking at. So the five main areas of emotional intelligence of, of my particular model that I am certified in, there's tons of different emotional intelligence models out there. Um, but the, this particular one that I have access to self-perception, self-expression, interpersonal decision-making and stress management. Those are the five main areas. And then each of those five main areas is broken down into three sub areas. So if, for example, a team, a a leadership team needs to work on interpersonal, then we are going to hone and refine and, and come up with 
two or three action steps that that leadership team can all work on individually and collectively to grow and develop the interpersonal area of emotional intelligence that they need to develop. Yeah. Maybe it's for another leadership team, maybe it's stress management. Maybe because it's a high pressure, high stress environment for that leadership team, then we're gonna come up with two or three different exercises, action steps that they can work on to grow and develop their stress management skills. So it just kind of depends on which of those five main areas that they're they're wanting or needing to work on. Nice, nice. I noticed you, you kept the count to like less than three, three or less. Uh, kind of the rule of three, right? Like if you have seven goals or 20, uh, your chances of accomplishing those are way lower than if you have two or three focused, laser-focused approaches. Um, awesome. So like if people want to reach out to you and say, all right, I want this noble guy to help fix my company because we just, we don't know how to get along. Uh, how do folks find noble Gibbons? So yeah, great question. It's so funny. You said that cause I just had a, an HR lady reach out to me. I've got a survey, a pre coaching, uh, or pre consult, pre consulting kind of questionnaire. And, and it was literally, she's an HR lady and there's a lot of uh, dysfunction and a lot of tension between some of the different teams within her company. And she's like, dude, can you, can you help a sister out kind of thing? So eqgangster.com is the website. And there's a, there's a number of different tabs on eqgangster.com where there's different ways to connect with me and work with me and stuff. That would be where I would send folks to is eqgangster.com. Nice. Yeah. And, and don't let the title fool you guys. I mean, EQ gangster. Uh, I mean, yes, like right now I'm looking at somebody who's tatted up. He's got a beard. He looks like he's in a biker gang, uh, but he's like a gentle giant. He's in touch with his emotions. He's got that self-awareness, he helps others gain that self-awareness. Uh, so you definitely want to check out not just eqgangster.com, uh, but go on podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify. Uh, you're on YouTube as well. Uh, and, and check out the show because not only does he share his insights, but he brings other experts in and to share their stories, to share their expertise around the topic of emotional intelligence. Uh, any final words of wisdom for our audience before we go? Yes, Jerry. So first of all, thank you for having me. This has been awesome. You rock like ZZ Top, bro, uh, or New Kids on the Block, whichever nice. is your couple A couple handful of quotes that I like to share with folks. One is emotionally healthy people help heal other people emotionally. Emotionally healthy people help heal other people emotionally. Number two, emotionally healthy leaders create emotionally healthy cultures and organizations which maximize and optimize outcomes and results. The third thing I say is, if you don't deal with your emotional issues, your friends, family, coworkers, and colleagues will be forced to. Wow, man. Powerful. That's why I let folks have their final words of wisdom. Noble, it, one, glad that we got to catch up. Two, great to have you on the show. Thank you, brother. This has been awesome, man. Totally appreciate it, bro. You just heard from Noble Gibbons about how we can be better leaders through self-awareness of our emotional impacts on others, creating an action plan to improve our emotional intelligence, and having accountability through tools like the Mood Meter app. Now, if you like what you heard in this episode, be sure to hit the share button on however you're listening to this show right now and share it with someone you feel would appreciate listening in as well. You can also get bonus resources and connect with Noble through the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 326. Now, I'm glad you joined me this week, and I look forward to joining you again next week. But until next time, go live life beyond the rut. 
Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.